Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We want to welcome for a just a quick wrap-up of what's going on in front of judiciary, Steve Staffstrom, who represents... Uh, who represents state senator representing Bridgeport, and he's the co-chair of the Judiciary Committee. Uh, hello, Steve. Thanks so much for calling in. I was recapping, I don't know if you heard, a bunch of the gun bills that are being proposed, and it's my impression that a lot of them are heard by judiciary. Is that correct? Hello, hello, Steve, you there? Hi, hi. Yeah, Can you hear here, me? Here now. Yes, yeah. great. Yeah. Can you can you tell me it's my impression am I correct or wrong that a lot of the gun bills are going to be heard by judiciary they're being heard now Yeah so they were actually all heard on Monday before the judiciary committee we had a 12 hour public hearing on uh, all the gun bill proposals Can you tell us from your point of view uh, what happens next and what is likely to happen with uh, these proposals Sure. So, look, Connecticut is uh, obviously one of the safest states in the country. If you look at any measure, we're, you know, third, fourth, fifth safest state in the country, along with a lot of our peer states who have very tough um, gun regulations. And so the governor has put forward a very robust package to tighten up and in many respects close some of the existing loopholes. Uh, and what we are doing is looking through all of those proposals, and we've also gotten proposals from other sources, um, including some ideas uh, I've had and, and others. Uh, and we will, now that we've heard from the public, combine those likely into a single package that will get voted out of the Judiciary Committee uh, probably late this month. You know, Senator Safstrom, I was reading an account of the committee meeting and it was a it was focusing on Senator Gary Winfield's conversation with mayors, particularly Mayor Luke Bronin of Hartford, about a proposal coming from the mayors. And what uh, Senator Winfield said was that he felt that the proposal was too broad. And it appeared when you looked at the language like he was essentially saying, look, we know that there are people in your city, Mayor, that uh, carry guns that they're not supposed to have, but they do it to protect themselves. 
and I don't want them swept up under this. Did you happen to, were you there for that colloquy? Were you there for that? Yeah. So, uh, look, I mean, obviously possession, illegal possession of a firearm is illegal and it should be illegal. And I don't think Senator Winfield was suggesting anything other. I think what he was merely suggesting is at what rate do we punish that? Right. What is the actual penalty? And more specifically, the bill that the mayors are looking at is the ability to hold someone pre-trial, hold someone on bail um, before they've been sentenced. So somebody who is who has said they have not committed the crime has pled not guilty. Uh, what sort of due process protections are they entitled to until there's a trial? Right. Um, and the and mayors are saying that they wanted to create a subset of serious offenders only for people that have had a history of gun violence before. Right. They, they want this subset. Yeah. Go ahead. They, they do. And, and the question and I think everybody is generally in agreement on that of what they're trying to do. The question is whether the language that was presented to the committee focused really just on that subset or whether the language as currently drafted was too broad. I see. Um, and this sometimes is, unfortunately, the the technicalities of the sausage making that goes on in legislating is we've got to be careful that there are not unintended consequences. We all have a shared desire to make sure that there are less illegal guns on our streets. Uh, the question is, is, was the language of the bill in front of us the best way to go about that or not? Okay. And what do you think, uh, Senator Staffstrom, what is the likelihood that um, the bulk of Governor Lamont's proposals, number one, will be passed through committee, and then number two, if they get to the committee, will be passed in the general legislature? I think fairly high. I think uh, certainly the governor ran this last election on strengthening Connecticut's gun laws, as, as did a number of us. Um, and I, the governor obviously received overwhelming support for that through the election process. Um, I think a lot of the proposals he's putting forward are, are very common sense uh, and, frankly, are what Connecticut residents are looking for, including stopping the illegal flow of ghost guns into our community, ensuring that gun stores take their obligations seriously, uh, keeping assault weapons off of our, um, out of the hands of, of folks who are, are might commit a mass shooting with it, um, prohibiting folks from going out and acquiring a whole ton of handguns at one time and then distributing them to other folks, um, keeping the guns out of hands of people who are under the age of 21. You know, a lot of these are very common sense proposals uh, that I think will receive overwhelming support in the Judiciary Committee. Yeah, I noticed one of them was you're not supposed to bring your gun into a bar or any place that you sell alcohol. What do you think about that one? Well, look, lethal firearms and alcohol don't mix well Mm. together, do they? No, they generally do not. They generally do not. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, uh, Representative uh, Senator Staffstrom, thank you very much for calling in today. If there's anything else you want to let us know, we appreciate you coming away from your duties to do that. Is there anything else in particular you want to let us know about? Well, you know, I actually I caught the last of your segment on the um, uh, on the board of pardons and paroles process, oh, yeah. and I, you know, yeah. I, and I and I do find that interesting because that is an area that comes before the Judiciary Committee too, and. And I suspect part of the reason the Republicans are raising this right now is because the a number of members of the Board of Pardons Paroles are actually up for reconfirmation uh, about a week or two weeks from now before the Judiciary Committee. And, you know, I think what I would say, and I think I think you made this point towards the end, is there was a backlog of applications. So there has been a spike in the number of commutations granted. But a lot of that is based on the percentage of, of, of the number of applications that we're in. This is not a new change in the process. And frankly, we've heard criticism from folks on the left saying that the Board of Pardons and Paroles did not do enough to, for example, let older folks out of prison during the pandemic based on their um, medical and compassionate release uh, uh, provisions that they're allowed to do that. And so I, I would suggest that when the board is getting criticized from the right and the board is getting criticized from the left, uh, it's probably doing its job fairly effectively. <laughs> that, um, neither, neither side is particularly happy in that they are striking the right balance somewhere in the middle. So let me ask you this. What are the typical backgrounds of people that are on this board? Who are they? So a, a number of them have backgrounds in either, um, either law or law enforcement, um, uh, a number of them sort of come from um, uh, there's certain folks who have been victims of crimes on there. Uh, you know, they really have a varied background, and it is not one individual person making a decision. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would I would submit we actually have one of the better pardon processes in the, in the country because it is not left up to a governor, a single governor who to decide based on the political whims of who they want to pardon or whose sentences they want to commute. We have a professionalized board that has, um, I think, 10 or 12 members on it. They come from various backgrounds. They meet as panels. So it's not one individual person making a decision. It's a panel of, of generally three folks who hear the application, weigh the evidence, and make a decision. And the fact that they do this day in and day out, they can compare basically one case to the next. And really what they're looking at is not just the underlying offense. Certainly that's part of it, and, and, and input from a victim's family certainly is part of it. But what their real charge is is to figure out whether someone is a risk to society or not still. Um, and should we be keeping someone locked up uh, just to keep them locked up when their risk to the to the overall society is relatively low. Um, and if they determine that somebody is, is not a significant risk to society and can be supervised in the community, 
certainly our goal is to get folks back to being productive members of society and not to just be sitting behind bars. Yeah, well, that's always the age-old question, right? What is the purpose of jail anyway? For some of the victims' families, it's punishment. You know, it's just the punishment to fit the crime. And for society at large, it's rehabilitation, as you said, to be able to let somebody, you know, serve their time and then have a second chance at life. And, And very often, it frankly depends on what the crime is. You know, I mean, it's, you know, we have these generalized conversations and then when we get back, get, get down to details and particular family members, it's a whole other conversation. Right. So, no, you're absolutely right. And I think that's why it's, it's difficult to look just at the statistics and yes, say, well, there I agree with this, you. this many granted or yep. this many were denied. Yep. You have to look at the specifics of each of the cases yep. um, and not just the underlying crime, which I think was the unfortunate part of the press conference yesterday but also to look at what those individuals have done or have not done while in the prison system to rehabilitate themselves and to show that they are a reduced risk to the society. Steve Staffstrom, thank you very much. State Senator, co-chair of the Judiciary Committee representing Bridgeport. Really appreciate you calling in today. Thanks for giving us the update. Anytime, Lisa. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.